We probably should have been recording for this for the. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Welcome everyone to. What's the podcast called? Present day. Present day. I'm here with the wizard. And we've got Essa. Hey. As always, and Messi always. We've got our first guest for present day, present time, Boaz. Hello. Going to be talking to him about lots of stuff. And our producer, Ghost Girl. Everyone give it up. Yay! Yay. And then, <laughs> go, go, go! Pillman is away. He's on a plane. Papa Pillman. So wow. he's on a plane. <laughs> he gets the to watch the land of Tamagotchis. He gets to um, like watch this and be surprised and be a viewer. How exciting! But when he gets it, <laughs> so how's everyone going? What's everyone good. been up to? Actually, I've been sick. I've not been good at all. But today Aww. I'm feeling better. So that's good. You can't be sick in VR. <laughs> no, exactly. You can't be. You can't be this cute in real life. So, and we've got um, Boaz. So you're like, your metaverse projected in from Berlin right now, right? Yeah, that is uh, correct. It's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, right. and um, my dog is serious. Why we're not sleeping right oh my now? God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's morning. It's sunshine outside. I mean, it's space in here, but yeah, you it also just Tillman's like here, so I have two drinks. Or yes, I admire your uh, dedication to the podcast. Oh, yeah. coming on at uh, three a.m. That's crazy. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I don't know. So we're going to talk to Boas about some, what you know, some of his projects. But let's talk about some news, I guess. Should I? Yeah, get, get the news. Just to start off. Let's go. Right. Topic Wait, number one. Yeah, what was topic number one? I'm going around to get the news in VR. <laughs> yeah, he goes yeah, into our, go, to, okay, get our the, studio production I go to the storage room. room. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what should we do? Let's so we do, have like engraved just, news, like um, Moses coming down from Yes, yeah, so, some news tablets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you see that? Is that yeah, on the screen? It's upside it's down, in, but it's yeah, in front I can of see everybody's, it. like, it's in front of everyone's face, but that's okay. But we did see it. Right, yeah, I'm that's gonna put it. Here. Yeah. I'll put, so this is about um, Hunter Biden doing NFT. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't get any of the details on this. I just saw the tweet and started laughing. Yeah, <laughs> much, pretty much the same reaction as Boris just had, and I kept scrolling. Yeah, underneath this, it's like a video of Hunter Biden being like, "Hey, I'm Hunter Biden. I'm an artist, and you know, I'm excited to join this Twitter Spaces to talk about." NFTs and oh art. my lord! But, um, it's very ugh. yeah. I I didn't I don't know what happened from it. Didn't follow <laughs> it up, but a lot of people don't like this Mario guy Hunter, and he's like a scammer apparently. <laughs> by the way, yeah, perfect timing, <laughs> like <right? actually. laughs> Don't worry, guys. I've come in to save the whole community. Oh my god! But I thought this could just lead into a general crypto talk since a lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's not really my wheelhouse. I'm more of a you know, observer, but I know you guys are very good. It is interesting to see the slow drip of different celebrities coming into NFTs. Like there's the (laughs) big ones of sponsorships that you'd sort of expect, like the NBA stars and everything that started first. But like, it's really interesting to see the second wave of, of celebrities and and, and B tier celebrities, I suppose, like Hunter, like kind of just who is trickling into the space. Yeah. I think it's going to, we're going to be seeing some real surprises in the coming year of people who weren't in the space earlier, you know, entering and just be like, what? Yeah, I guess when there's like any kind of thing where things are going a bit crazy, that's when the crazy people start coming in (laughs) more so. Yeah. It's also like, I mean, I mean, like I, I was very sort of very much in, in the NFT um, movement, but every time there was like, a kind of mainstream-ish sort of project. It was just, it was like, I mean, nobody, nobody at any point, I think, took that seriously that was sort of um, actually in NFTs, I don't think. I mean, I the one, one that I really loved was like Melania Trump did one. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that when she did. Yeah, it was, I, I don't know. It, it was the most absurd. Yeah, I saw the headline. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know but either. Like, yeah, no, I mean, but it was something... I, yeah, it's like I don't think people who are actually like 
splitting JPEGs or something are interested in like Hunter Biden or actually any other celebrity. Nah, it just gets clicks and it gets people talking about it really. The timing is interesting though, right? Because usually when a celebrity enters NFTs, it was during, when I say usually, I'm just thinking of the last few years, it was during, you know, bull markets. Mm, So there was obviously money involved. There was a lot of, you know, profit to be made. It's like, oh my God, this such and such is selling this unique NFT collection. You're like, they're partnered with Nike or Disney or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, they're just trying to make some money. They don't actually believe in the technology, so to speak. But Hunter's coming in at like the worst time possible, <laughs> which is interesting. He either sees it as like the entry point or like, you know, maybe he actually believes in the technology and understands it and isn't just after a quick I, buck. I don't know. I don't know anything about Hunter, to be honest, but yeah. Pretty... Mm. You don't know the laptop from hell. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know about the laptop. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much he it. Has, he has oh, that's all I know. Massive about. meme potential for his NFTs. Like, if oh. he was at, at all bracing, embracing like this sort of, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know anything about the guy either. But like, if he was, yeah, if it was like all pictures of laptops, you know, if, I, I don't yes, know. that could be good. Yeah. But he is that an artist. Really funny, like an actually, artist. just a series of laptops. Oh, it must be that. I didn't know he was an artist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because in the video, he's like in his studio with just, a bunch of people. Uh, he, yeah, I thought this his could lead into. Um, I thought this could lead into the, um, also the, banks making a, stable coin or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the, the digital about? the digital dollar trial that's going yeah, on right now. It. Because I figured you so there's a, basically a collection of banks. Um, it's not like an official Federal Reserve thing, but the the sort of uh, association of banks and, and organizations that's trialing it is sponsored by the Federal Reserve. So it okay. is, you know, it is, but it isn't. Um, but yeah, it's essentially a, a stable coin on blockchain. And like, obviously, the US dollar was already digital, pretty yeah. much. You're not talking about but Australia. This time, Australia? it's on blockchain. You're talking about the US. No, so that's a that's another yeah. thing. But the US just recently last night announced that they're trialing a digital oh, dollar yeah. uh, on a blockchain. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, obviously during the Olympic Games, China was doing the same for the digital yuan. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it begins now. I feel like um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad? Like, what does it mean? Well, I think it's a good thing for adoption, obviously, because yeah. it means people are going to be more. Well it's just going to be used more however it's pretty much the start of what i'm thinking is going to be a war a three-way war for global you know uh a global reserve currency which is going to be either the digital one the digital dollar or the third party black market something like a a a, a bitcoin do you know what i mean like yeah so it's 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 a three-way battle that's going to be happening for the next couple of decades i think so tell me that's interesting so this like you know america like freedom coin or whatever it's going to be called um, (laughs) freedom coin (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing you won't be able to put that in a uh like a i don't know what the word is self like managed Mm, we don't really know anything about it yet like, yeah, uh, is it going to have to just be in, like, basically a bank or can you put it in a cold wallet or whatever it's called, you know? It's can you um, have it pretty much, track? no, it's a central bank uh, control so blockchain it's just as far as I understand. It's yeah, it's okay. called a CBDC. So it's a central bank, central bank digital currency. In other words, Sounds it's, it's all the benefits of a, of a, of a cryptocurrency, except you don't actually control anything and the bank still owns everything. So it's not actually decentralized at all. Yeah, it's uh, this is why oh this well. is why I mean, Bitcoin has to win in the long run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can. Well, let's see. Yeah, but I again, it remains from to be the you know, I'm sorry. from the European side. There's lots of discussions on this as well. They're they're you know because the EU is essentially doing the same. Everybody's doing like it was very interesting. Like last week, I think the Dutch monarch, like the Dutch queen, suddenly came out and started talking about like how CBDCs were super great, and I'm like, wow. They're oh, yeah? a class <laughs> of like, cultures, yeah. like the monarchy talk, and there's like, yeah, totally. this old Dutch woman being like, oh yeah, CBDC, they're gonna be so great, it's super consumer friendly, and it's really good. It's gonna, like, who is paying you to say this? Or like, you know, well, obviously, yeah. the, you know, it's the European Central Bank trying to um, kind of just 
slowly make people aware of this and that it's a thing. And um, I think it's massively dangerous and problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and I've been Definitely. doing tons of tons of uh, research into it actually. But I did not see this uh, tweet that you're talking about that it had been um, like some some sort of official thing in the U.S. Which I mean, it's not surprising, but. Um, so, yeah, I did see. Australia, so, what's some of the actually. stuff we should be worried about? Okay. Oh, what I'm worried about? What's some of the stuff we should be worried about? Like, wh what's bad about it? Well, in the simple, in the simplest sense, um, you'll be. I mean, let, let's say there was mass adoption of central bank digital currencies. Let's say, you know, like what we currently have um, is at least like. It's more sort of opaque and uh, difficult. It, it, there, there are some steps that are difficult for a government, for example, to monitor. Um, you know, and at least in yeah. Europe, there, there are some sort of privacy laws and things like that. As soon as like there's mass adoption of some CBDCs, it, that's all out the window, more or less. Yeah, that's my concern as well. Surveillance, yeah. and, and mass secondly, surveillance. I think so. You know, like we we went through the euro change, um, you know, like essentially you just, you know, the whatever currency is going on, that's taken out of the picture and then you get like this new currency. So, the, you know, if, if, if we're going to have that in the future where there's CDCs, uh, I mean, not they're not replacing, they're not saying that outright now, they're not replacing like cash or whatever, but it's going to be essentially like, how are you going to get that to the people? You know, it's going to be some, through some kind of like stimulus or some kind of they're, they're going to incentivize people to get this. Yeah. So they're going to be somewhat sort of like airdropped to people. Um, and, you know, the one thing that is that that's been in long term discussion as well is the sort of universal basic income. And you can you can sort of imagine somewhere down the road, like a scheme, like a system where you get people to use this because it's free money or something like for a while there's like this thing where people you know you need to make it you need to make it seem attractive for all kinds of reasons but essentially then yeah. you're also like um because I, I i feel like they've figured out that um it is potentially a really powerful tool to be able to sort of turn the tap on and off and sort of give people these money injections to better sort of stimulate and control the economy if that makes sense. So, yeah. it's really dangerous because, um, you know, there's so much information, um, available about us as consumers. And this, this is mostly about sort of, um, controlling that behavior. We can imagine all kinds of crazy things in the future where if you are not really dependent solely on like yourself or your employer for your income, but the government, that there's sort of things like a credit score, you know, like in, in yeah, like social credits. Yeah. yeah, certain things. That... Is another good way of explaining it? It could be like they see things like cryptocurrency and people, you know, just trading money for services and goods on their own without mm. needing, you know, banks. Middleman. And and yeah, let's like, not forget. So it's like, oh, well, let's just make our own one that is controlled, and then people. That's will exactly what it is. It. It's you know what they're doing? They're doing the same exact thing that Russia's done with Ukraine, right? Where they where they relabel mm. it in Russian doctrine and in Soviet doctrine. They don't refer to Ukraine as Ukraine. They call it the the Ukraine. I try to do air quote marks, but it doesn't have the <laughs> animation. They call it the Ukraine, as in the Ukraine region of the former Soviet yeah. region. Do you know uh, what I mean? It, it it strips its it strips its uh what's the word? It's its mm. sovereignty away and doesn't make Terrible. it a country, it renames it and makes it ours. So they've looked at cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. which let's not forget the whole point of that was to get rid of the middlemen, to get yeah. rid of the banks, you know, so we can just pay one another using mathematical mm -hmm. truths. But and now they've gone cryptocurrency, great idea. Let's call that C CBDCs instead. And how about the banks do it instead of you guys? Do you know what I mean? It's the same Except exact strategy. They're just relabeling it and keeping the power instead of having it distributed amongst amongst nodes in a network Agreed. users amongst nodes in a network that, is such a good sentence yeah. <laughs> I love that's that. a, a tongue twister for the new it's, age. Very, it's a very uh crypto cryptography analogy but i guess what we can surmise from that is that's really annoying 
Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screw so, these guys, man. So we've got a new topic up here. Next topic. Oh, just um, ooh, sorry everyone. This is a telegram screenshot. It I... says, Essa, I don't know. I've been using Gravity Scratch this week. It's pretty nice. <laughs> Live <laughs> <after lapping>. Wow. <laughs> um, Did not yeah, expect I actually topic? remember writing big and laughing at myself because I never yeah, used yeah. that word. <laughs> and now it's on, on full display in a podcast. Great. So <laughs> yeah, gravity, gravity Sketch. It's amazing. Oh my god. Have you guys have you guys used Gravity Sketch at all? Yeah, me and Ghost yeah. have like um, yeah. um made stuff in it a lot. We co we co build, mm -hmm. it's really fun. Yeah. Build and well, chat. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'd I'd used it previously, but for the first time now I'm using Landing Pad, yeah. which is the collab feature, where you have real time and now it's got the meta of the face recognition and everything with the Quest Pro as well, which mm. is crazy. So I'm just chilling in there with Till, you know, we're designing all these gameplay mechanics. We we drew the whole like orrery style mm, map. Okay. Um, which we'll probably put a video of that on Twitter yeah. at some stage because we, we took some footage in 3D and we just did the whole map that's and like insane. the hyperspace jump lanes and all that kind of thing. We're drawing the heads up display in cockpits, uh, you know, where the where the mm -hmm. elements of the of everything is, your targets, your, your ammo, etc. And just trying different design iterations in there. And it's just such a fantastic tool. Like totally. it's, are you gonna get it's some of so the quick you're gonna get some of the hmm? devs in there? Because that like if you uh, make yeah, a VR game, it makes so much sense to like design in VR. I agree. Hundred percent. That's the next step. Is we want to get we want to make some changes to the cockpit. So we're we're definitely going to get some of the three D team in there and the cool. developers. And we've already we've already got JJ the uh, the lead lead Unreal dev in. Um, so he's going to have a look at the aura and we're going to figure out how we can implement that as a as a feature of the game. Basically. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah I went. I don't want to say too much about that on the podcast for now, but. Yeah, it's are been... we allowed to talk about? Did you play the new build? Not yet, not I, yet. I've, um, I'm not yeah, sure I've still if I, install that I one. think I didn't install the the VR version, so it's an internal it. build, so I don't think we can talk too much about it. But uh, the, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the pu public build will be coming Yay! soon. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on the game. <laughs> yes, the game is being built, guys. Never fear. Actually, um, this is. Kind of a great segue uh, into some some questions that I had actually. Um, so I was today in a uh, it's an art um, print company uh, where there's a little sort of breakaway uh, group of people um, with some of the higher ups involved, kind of starting a little. Um, Unreal and VR project, which I'm sort of um, consulting on from the Web3 side. And we first had mm -hmm. a meeting with a couple of Unreal um, artists. And then we jumped into a call with some game developers. And we were sort of just starting to, um, yeah, open up a chat between sort of just like expanding this group a little bit. And the thing that sort of came up, like these people, the, all, everybody wants to work together in a kind of, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that the word wasn't said, but it could be kind of like a DAO structure in, in a way. Um, okay. Sounds yeah. Cool. And, um, and just what, just what you were saying, like about, um, you know, having the, the artists and the devs like working in the same space sounds like so amazing because it was it was like on one side of the screen today in this meeting there was artists and there was devs on the other side and um and i could sort of already envision like uh, I'm, I'll, I'll have a bit of a sort of a product design uh, role there like to organize a pipeline that is functional between these people so that effectively like everybody can do what they sort of are most interested in or most sort of they can like work from you know yeah their passions and interests a little bit you know and sort of, yeah. yeah yeah which is uh, what makes DAO successful yeah. really and it's a it's a really good model that i think a lot of ceos and a lot of traditional companies have been discovering mm -hmm. recently right it's yeah. like wait you mean when people are actually motivated <laughs> to do yeah. work they work harder <laughs> and we get great results that's yeah, crazy exactly. and it's so funny <laughs> People are really yeah. interested in, in the beginning of a project like everybody has these ideas and whatever but you really soon like kind of get like everything gets sort of narrowed down and bogged down into these this like little process and you know yeah so so that's that's a tricky part i guess but yeah i mean it would just be it mm -hmm. would just be like the ultimate freedom i think if like you know the 3d 
artists have created these uh, assets and somebody's working on the environment and then they bring them together and then there's like there's the devs in the same space and they're like oh yeah we can totally yeah. make this do this like that that would be insane that, that's why i think there's a flaw sure. in um the meta idea of like you know horizon workrooms of working together and it's an office yeah but collaborative vr yeah. work does make yeah. sense but it makes sense for like um 3d design or mm. You know, exactly. designing objects yeah. so everyone can be there and see it. Not for like office. Yeah. Work. It doesn't well, make sense. For yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm thinking of presentations, right? Yeah. For me, like going back to my history in an office, like a lot of what we did was meetings where someone just presented, you know, a, a PowerPoint or something and talked us through it. Sure. Given that you can do that quite effectively in VR and people are now working long distance internationally a lot more increasingly, Frankly, I, I do really see the benefit of it, even in an office environment, no, but not just yeah. like, not like sitting down and I mean, not, think about it. when in an it. office, traditionally, do you actually sit down and do work with someone else? You don't, right? You have meetings where you talk about what you're working on and how, you know, where your progress is and yeah. the plan and et cetera. And then you go and do individual work, yeah. right? So I can definitely still see Meta's vision and why it's important. Mm. Um, they're pushing it too early or something. I think I don't know. They just well, I think I think it's good that they're doing it. I think it's hard to say. It's it's very interesting. It's obviously really laughable their videos because and we've joked about yes. this before <laughs> that like they can simulate any environment and you go on and they've simulated a fucking <laughs> office. Yeah. You know, it's I, like I, I, and they're just I, themselves in their office. It's like, are you kidding me? I want to be a space exactly. dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be inside. Let's go to the moon. <laughs> I want to be inside like, a, like novelty toilet. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Imagine to go into the office, there's like a giant toilet you have to climb, right? So you're climbing the toilet and then you, you have to go in the bowl mm. and then there's like the um, receptionist pushes the flush oh, button. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then everyone goes into the um, sewerage workspace. Ooh. Sounds, uh, sounds, I'm glad there's no television yet. Oh, I, I can't VR. wait. <laughs> I can't wait for like virtual uh, fart Oh, bombs. no, I can wait. I can wait. I love uh, fart bombs. To be honest, I'm a big believer in, sorry, I just cut off the virtual fart bomb chat. That, that could be interesting. <laughs> but I'm a big believer in that DAOs will eventually cannibalize traditional logistic mm. situations. Mm. Can or, I be or in other words, companies and the traditional office environment. You know, I think DAOs are just going to increasingly evolve and outperform and outcompete mm. uh, so can any I be centralized the, um, structure. Uh, Maybe yeah. the guy doesn't know anything. What's a DAO? Oh. A DAO. <laughs> well, I'm glad no. you oh. asked. I also I literally don't know. I've seen the thing. And oh, really? every time I've gone to like look it up, I'm like, oh, whoops, my finger slipped. I'm watching Inspector Gadget again. <laughs> yeah, we have a teachable moment. That's great. Uh, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Oh. So... In other words, it's an organization with no hierarchy. It, it, it depends. There's like, um, what's it called? There's there's a gradient, right? There, there are some DAOs that you look at the structure of and how they, how they explain it. And you're like, well, is this really a DAO though? Oh, no, I grabbed something. Okay. You're grabbed snatching the news. <laughs> news snatching. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, but yeah, effectively, it's it's a organization that is, yeah, there's agreed upon codified laws that anyone can sort of vote. Often they have a council system oh. where people, you know, implement ideas for changes. And then there's an internal council of people who are elected by the community to vote on those issues and implement them. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's a de decentralized organization with a goal um, that operates more like a swarm of fish than a whale, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think oh. that sounds like a good thing. Yeah. One thing yeah. that I like as a distinction just me like personally i don't really i don't really participate in many DAOs, but i you know sort of um you've participated in a few though you're in the plutonians right, DAO right now okay. <laughs> and but i yeah, think also i'd like to think that yeah a lot of a lot of things are actually DAOs, but just aren't being called DAOs. Mm, so true yeah but so what i really think is interesting because so Essentially, also when you when you sort of like yes, there needs to be a structure uh, of a DAO. So when you start sort of mm -hmm. explaining that there is a structure and there there is actually kind of a chain of command uh, as well, um, that the difference to like you know that's when people sort of imagine they sort of make a link to the traditional ways in which that works. And for me, the big difference is like. You know, if I'm a if I'm a voter in a um, in a democracy, 
um, you know, I need to vote for some party and then they go and do whatever the hell they want with my vote once the election is over, essentially, blah, blah, blah. But like in this kind of system, like your voting power, I mean, you know, there's, there's of course, like there's a monetary aspect where there can be like a whale who is able to control more votes, yada, yada, et cetera. But um, what I think is really interesting is like in a, in a system where I'm, I can always remove my vote and I can entrust it to someone else. So there's like this delegation. So obviously at some point mm -hmm. when you're working in a system like that, you'll realize that some people are very well suited for a certain task or, you know, they, you know, they get entrusted with something and they have this point of view on this issue. I can actually just move my vote. Like I can just sort of, you know, yeah, I can delegate my vote to someone else, you know, and I think Exactly. You can be yeah. like, I actually don't know enough to vote on this yeah. issue. So I'm going to, be, I've been convinced that this exactly. person does. And there Just, you go. You, like that, Which is, makes a lot more so sense cool. than in Australia. Yeah. I, don't that, have, I don't have a particular problem mm. with, com okay. sorry, I was going to say, I, I don't have a particular problem with compulsory voting. Like we have in Australia, I'm not sure about Germany and the EU, but it's illegal not to mm. vote I just yet. got a fine for but not voting a, actually. But I did vote. <laughs> I voted. Oh, really? I <laughs> Oh, that's, anyway, a, that's weird. Me. <laughs> Maybe you've got uh, some identity yeah. crises going on. Please there. go on. Um, <laughs> I may, uh, anyway, and uh, yeah, but there's, I've heard the argument made that, you know, should people that aren't informed vote, why are you forcing them to vote if they don't actually, oh, yeah, I mean? like, uh, if they're not informed on the issue? Because they're obviously just going to vote for whoever speaks loudest yeah. or, or just randomly. And is that really democracy? So it's an interesting conversation sure. to be had. And yeah, DAOs, I mean, obviously DAOs is still a name in, in a uh, in infancy, yeah, right? Sure. I was going to say infantry and I was like, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> DAOs are still in a, very much in our infancy. So we're still very much trying to figure out a system that works. And there are many different DAO systems. Like, yeah, some of them, like I was saying, don't really work or aren't really DAOs. They're just centralized organizations masquerading as DAOs yeah, for exactly. communities. But there are those few, like the system you're talking about sounds really yeah. interesting, um, where it's like, well, this actually works quite well. Like, and yeah, just as an aside, like the reason I think DAOs are going to outcompete centralized orgs is because of something called an UDA. It's a military term. Um, Love a good military term. A US general. <laughs> it's, it's called an UDA loop. So Oodle it's loop. Uh, observe, orient, decide, and act. I hate UDA loops um, and it's, breakfast. It, it's a decentralized combat terminology, right? Which is basically that if you distribute the means of command throughout many officers over, over a battlefield rather than one mm -hmm. general, those officers and give them the authority to act on their own and make their own decisions with an overall goal mm -hmm. in mind, mm -hmm. that model actually wipes the floor with mm -hmm. the old legacy. Uh, Do you know what that reminds me of? Mil it reminds me of um, Inspector Gadget, right? So he's like the top um, inspector, like detective, right? But He's really bad at his job and his pet dog and his <laughs> the penny i don't know if it's his daughter or not just like the girl who like looks after him um is behind the scenes doing all the work i did not know that i, I vaguely recall anyway anyway inspect it but yes. new topic guys yes. i sorry i i don't really know about dows <laughs> i was getting a bit lost um did you guys see this it's um this is about the Apple AirTag. One of the engineers who built it told me what they're really designed for. Mm. They make Apple's augmented reality way better than any competitor next year. So mm. what, like I brought, I wanted to talk about this because I couldn't think about what AR and AirTags would be used for. Well, they're obviously tagging it and they, I would assume they give uh, positional information about stuff in your room like if i look at that it's like how to track your luggage yeah. or anything else so i guess you're putting these tags on a bunch of stuff you want to interact with in ar perhaps in your household or, or even out in and public you then encode in or in public yeah, wow okay, that makes sense totally so it's kind of like a qr code slash i don't know what else okay yes i just thing. had a little lag so maybe it's... sorry if that was weird and laggy hopefully not yeah oh, that's cool that's okay no i think I this think so. this new system we're using like my camera's got a little off. stuck so hopefully that's fine but anyway please go on so sorry everyone it makes sense it's a programmable interface i suppose like a kind of bluetooth thing uh well no the rfid ar tech the rfid yeah so you don't need power. that makes sense to me yeah. 
It would be great for shopping and, and business I'd... and stuff as well, right? Imagine all the programmable AR stuff that you could With just you know, press a button on your Apple headset or whatever. I yeah. do find um, and, there's and... – the, so they're – well, also, guessing. there's actually a problem in in the states at the moment with women um, having air tags put onto their cars and then being yeah, for stalking. yeah mm-hmm. and like there's like a trafficking issue. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like they're really great, but also there's like super danger potential because like totally. people keep finding that they've got air tags like either in their car or some some kind of thing where yeah they're able to be tracked and um it's led to like quite a few kidnappings of course in america sorry everyone who's from america that sucks sucks (laughs) for you i'm it's awful um it's the same as like the quest pro they had to get rid of the depth sensor because like you could make an app mm. that, to see through people's clothes. Yeah, 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 right. So it's like, yeah, which makes me think is like, you know, we're all about accelerating. Ow, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're all about accelerating technology, and we've got to do this, this, and this. And we like realistically, we should just like go back to being cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all getting a bit much, isn't it? Like, Sorry, I just want to club and. And the stone bed. Maybe I can see you like that. Stone bed. Do you like <laughs> sleeping on the like a hard surface? No. I do. I mean, I need a relatively hard mattress. Mine's way too soft at the moment. But my my partner is Korean and her parents have a traditional Korean bed, which is just a heated wow. stone slab. Yeah, wait. And they, they swear by it. What's it they called? Just, it's called like a, a, a knot. No, and I can't remember, to be honest. I don't think it's ever been How hot is it? The, the Korean word for it. I don't know. Because like I've if it was like it. toasty, yeah, I think it's like just slightly warm. Yeah, but it's more the fact that it's a piece yeah. of stone. Like you just sleep on it. I'm like yeah. what the fuck? No. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll give it a go. Maybe it'd be good for my for my back. You know. Yeah, I love sleeping on like floor sometimes, but you know, sometimes you do want a nice mattress. I love how you just got up and like <laughs> ran away. Like I, you weren't in my I vision. I was like still kind of looking oh, sorry. to the other side. And you're talking. I just assumed you were next to me and I just suddenly see you running along in the background. <laughs> sorry. I'm, like, what? I'm changing topic. Um, okay. I think I, we, we blasted through these. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I would say like I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to be fine with like some kind of janky like see, see through your clothes kind of thing with the quest. Like it's not like people are going to just go on buses with their quest and like look at people or, or whatever. And also I just feel like, mm. you know, virtual nudity is probably going to be a bit of a, yeah, like a whatever. A fizzle out? A fizzle? Like a... Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It'll be like really quiet. interesting for exactly half an hour. And then it'll be like, I'm never <laughs> yeah. doing this again. This is a terrible idea. But anyway, it's like... And there, there are probably going to be so many. I mean, yeah, this is like th- there are so many AR glasses coming out as well. Like, this is easily going to be um, some kind of, unavo- yeah, it's just an unavoidable, I think, uh, thing for the future. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. it's well, just like any technology. People are always on. scared of it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, exactly. so do we want to um, do we want to talk about some of what like your work that you do? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> we missed all that. I was like, who is this guy? What does he do? <laughs> okay, so I've, I've, told, tell us, I've tell ripped us some, I screenshotted some um, work from your website. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, oh, cool. Taken if you, um, fuck, sorry. Um, Whereabouts is it stamp? so I can see? 37. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's if the you camera. Switch to camera one. Which camera are we on? Oh, God. Oh, yep. <laughs> Let me zoom out a little. There is we that go. Good? Yep, I'm on it. Is that good? Yeah, I just zoomed out okay, a little. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Cool. Also, I'll I'll put stuff on. But um, yeah, do you want to just talk about generally like Can... where you started, what you do now? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's sure. like some current well, projects? Well, I mean, uh, I'm actually, uh, I was a, for a long time, fashion designer um doing menswear in the old meat world um and at some point that is a very traditional old school kind of industry you know lots of uh needles and threads and and you know paper closes uh they're amazing by the way his pieces are really freaking beautiful thank you 
Just saying. Well, um, <laughs> but the industry of making clothes uh, in material life is a disaster, as as you, many people know. So actually, what I was trying to do was be somewhat more sustainable with materials and whatever. I actually did tons of research on that, like how to possibly become more sort of, uh, you know, carbon neutral or whatever. I was looking at a lot of these things. And actually part of my, uh, my collection sort of the concept was also environmental issues in general. And this is like kind of a long time ago. And at the time, um, I felt like there was a movement towards doing like more sustainability and stuff. And there, you know, definitely in Scandinavia was a big topic. Boz is Icelandic mm-hmm. for those watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm Icelandic. Yeah. Um, so I definitely um, was very enthusiastic about that for a hot second. And then, you know, basically to summarize that whole thing, it's more or less, it's all just greenwashing. And, um, yeah. you know, it's all, it's mm-hmm. all sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's the irony of capitalism. It's like when you, you know, you want to do good somehow, you want to create some interesting project, but you know, like, it's going to be like your revolution within capitalism is going to be sort of absorbed and packaged and sold back to you as some kind of product. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially like, that's such a good way of putting yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. mine. I'm stealing for some, from someone, but I can't actually remember. yeah but it's uh yeah it's a thing like where it's very very frustrating so like nowadays you go on any brand's website and have a look at their sort of you know their their brand identity and they're all like oh yeah we're we're doing this and this and this to protect against the protect the environment but it's all it's all bullshit and nobody's really checking on it it's just a massive fucked up industry that's like yeah yeah I saw this coffee cup once and was like, this coffee cup is made out of, you know, like a reusable cup. It's made out of coffee grounds, yeah. blah, blah. It's really good for the environment. And I like, I was like, no, it's not possible. I need to look it up. And I researched and it's made from like a, a plastic composite. Yeah. So it's like a tiny bit of like, it's the yeah. coffee grounds are basically just like brown dye. Exactly. It's just plastic. <laughs> they probably spent more carbon putting it in yeah. the fucking plastic, you know, just to say that they've done it. Yeah. And you, you probably might be incentivized to buy it because it's such an absurd product to show people how ridiculous things is. So maybe, yeah, maybe exactly. it works out in the end. I don't know. But yeah, so eventually I was like, I want to switch to some like, I mean, I've been a tech interested person for a long time. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to try and switch over to, uh, you know, a more sort of, uh, yeah, just 3D oriented kind of workflow or whatever. See uh, where that. Is that a common transition going from fashion to 3D? I see quite a few people coming straight out of um, fashion school now and doing like, yeah, just going straight into, into, um, I mean, especially after like certain successes. I mean, there are a couple of um, pretty amazing success stories of like Web3 kind of native brands that um, have been, you know, either doing well on their own or been acquired by Nike or whatever, you know? So like, it's, it's a real thing for, for like young designers, maybe even mm. more. Modern. Especially, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of avatar metaverse yeah. fashion, yeah. you know, there's so much stuff you can do. You can't do exactly. in real life or for very other yeah. reasons, like, you know, it, uh, yeah, it seems like a very, uh, natural transition. Yeah. I, think I it's mean, one be increasingly popular. Yeah, it is, but it also isn't like, you know, it, it is at some point, like, uh, what I'm interested in doing right now is is making, um, just working in an incredibly, in this sort of super free, powerful way of like creating without using materials to, you know, do prototypes, which are then thrown away or whatever. Just make a finished product, maybe mm-hmm. create an outfit that gets used in a movie or a game or a video or, or something like that. And then eventually, you know, I would like to make a physical version of some of the items or whatever. And that's, that's kind of what a lot of people do. Like they balance that out somehow, but even like just getting rid of this awful, like prototyping process and the waste, you know, involved and like designing something and somebody is essentially wearing it digitally or, you know, in, in a metaverse setting. And then, you know, it becomes a garment at some point later. I'd still be interested in that. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's almost 
Um, See, that's interesting because that's what um, drew me to working in VR was um, doing installation art and interactive right. art and, you know, not having the resources to, yeah, yeah. like, come up with ideas yeah, like, exactly. by parts, by electronics. I was like, oh, you can just make this virtually and if you have a pair of virtual hands, you can interact with it mm. in, a, like, the same way and you can do a lot more with it. That's, like, why I bought a a quest to mm -hmm. to start like trying to experiment make stuff yeah. i've been experimenting with open brush and uh gravity sketch mm. lately just you know drawing 3d scenes and stuff and eventually want to start putting them into unreal or blender but it's such an interesting way to work i don't have a history in 3d modeling or anything this is all new to me so it's funny that the first my first experience of this is in vr i love I've been it. Finding it so yeah, nice open brush has yeah. a really great way to sort it's of so easy. prototype yeah. ideas. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that you can then take what you do in OpenBrush into Gravity mm -hmm. Sketch and turn it into a model is is That's amazing. Crazy. So yeah, it's, I'm having a lot of fun. But with um, yeah. I've, so I whoops, so I've got some pictures. So here's the first one on camera yeah. one. Hang on, I still want to. Oh right, I thought you were segueing away from Boa. No, so no, I was no, like, no. Wait, no. I want to know. I want to see. I, no, no, we're going to talk about some so, work. So, so, so it is. It is yours over mm -hmm. here, Boa. Yeah. The, they give, they're giving big StarCraft vibes. So who's this? <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, who's pictured? <laughs> are we allowed to say it? Or... Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. So, Fuck uh, yeah. It's a metaverse. That's sort of a version of, of ghosts in, in the metaverse. So that's, that's part of an animation. Um, so it's an outfit that I created for our collaborative project. Um, which is incredibly exciting for me. It and is. Really, really <laughs> work on. Yeah, and it's uh, a lot of a lot of work uh, has gone into just sort of prototyping like this first outfit or first character. Um, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a so lot more. The end result's going to be. So the end result is going to be a ghost girl like music video slash interactive oh like... when boas said ghost he meant ghost girl i was like why what is everyone talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. <laughs> i was like who's ghost what same, same oh ghost. my god that's awesome yeah wow so sorry i'm very messy with these <laughs> i'm just what i'm so they're very low it's res really amazing i have to say i'm actually very impressed with the production quality there of this uh, so oh yeah I love, I love this image one. yeah i love this too yeah yeah so um yeah, we came up with a storyboard together, and uh, obviously Ghost Girl, the character, has tons and tons of um, history and just, like, intellectual property that is just incredibly fun for me as a 3D artist to explore a little bit. So this is just based on some sort of Ghost Girl vibes, a little bit interpreted by me, but then uh, then we, yeah, we, we have sort of, yeah, a whole, like, uh, storyboard laid out for for this uh, this character and the scene to develop further, and we may or may not like. I haven't actually, um, yeah, I have thought of bringing this robot character into this exact uh, scene as well at some point, which well, I think me, could be really really fun. Um, this one, there's yeah. a couple of things like I do like this sort of hard surface modeling a lot, um, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like making outfits, making avatars is, I think, that's sort of the ultimate thing for sure. Um, and you're so good yeah, at it, yeah. Was. You're so good at it. But you could make hard modeling, hard surface outfits. You could make oh, robot yeah, avatars, totally. right? Yeah. There's no limit in exactly. the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so it's so exciting, honestly. I mean, um, uh, I, I sound... I sound very American when I say it's so exciting, but it is so exciting. <laughs> is that an American thing? To be, to be so excited. It's so exciting, so you guys. Excited. I'm so excited oh right now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Where are you, Jim? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, if you go on camera one, I'm doing a little like... Oh, yeah, please. Of... Okay, great. I wasn't yeah. sure. So... So... Oh, yay. Nice. This, this robot is so cute. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cute. And so it's detailed so as well. I I can't tell if it's huge or like exactly, tiny. Exactly, like yeah. It's really mean, but it's actually <laughs> super cute. Um, so I think it's a good vibe. Um, but yeah, that was just like, yeah, just trying to do tons and tons of details on on uh, 
on this kind of like simple model, but then you know, eventually sort of uh, rigging it and um, bringing it into Unreal or Unity, and 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 that will be really really fun. I actually think that uh, it could be a huge benefit to uh, bring all the characters into Unreal and kind of like produce the the video from there. Um, just use make use of the like real time uh, rendering stuff. Could be amazing. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited. Awesome. Yes. Cool. So, so that's your main what's this, project going? I think, so. I think what, what's this thing behind the robot? Sorry, like this it looks like a layer. Oh, yeah, that was oh, yeah. your product design page. Yeah, exactly. So I I can't I, tell what you're looking at. Sorry, everyone. Um <laughs> go to camera go to camera one. Yeah. There you go. Oh, All okay, right. cool, cool. It's actually uh it's upside down. Oh, is it upside down? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the idea for oh. the idea for this was <laughs> working on a, a you know just be like a free concept kind of product, and I thought like it'd be pretty cool if you could have a um, like a drone sort of light setup in your house. So mm. at, oh yeah. dude, that's so cool. you around, or it sort of like it could work based on a kind of like ambience that you know you want to have at different times, and it it, it, it basically sort of. A copy of the glow globes from dune um that whole... oh my god such mm -hmm. a good inspiration boss yeah <laughs> right um weird my my headset just said headset power low but it's been plugged it, it was at 100 like when we got on so that's kind of whack um that's all right wait wait this, rep this is kind of <laughs> i was gonna say this room is quite intense. it is intense there's yeah. a lot of lighting and stuff going yeah. on but more for the cpu than the headset right oh it's on you're on Quest, so I stripped mm. everything out of the Quest. So the ah, Quest-only version looks really plain. Mm. Um, but um, oh, wait, we've got like 10 more minutes to go. I'd yeah, say. yeah. No, I think it'll, uh, it'll be fine. Mike, it's got the first first warning, so yeah. Ah, it's but, fine. It's um, if, you, if you suddenly vanish, we'll, uh, we'll assume fine. the worst. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So that's um, kind of the current project you're mostly working on? Um, well, I mean, as I, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, so um, I've been kind of consulting different like people in projects on how to get into Web3 um, from yeah. the art side. So there are a couple of people from like traditional media, you know, like that have been interested in and they've sort of approached me and like knew I had something to do with like Web3. Oh, I mean, I, I, I had like a one year sort of Web3 uh, anniversary uh, yesterday, basically, I've been I've been working for a blockchain analytics um, company in a in a small role, but it was like it was important for me to just somehow get into Web3. Um, so, yeah, I guess I've been around Web3 for, for quite a while and like blockchain uh, stuff. But yeah, so pe some people from the art world have sort of approached me and I'm uh, I've actually set up a course, like an onboarding course uh, for artists that are just starting from nothing. So. That's a project that I'm also really happy to be working on. And then there's this, this other thing, which is kind of a Berlin kind of local, um, yeah, very sort of early stages, but very promising because there are multiple, um, there are multiple, multiple people involved and there's kind of like an early sort of product even ready. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it's about like building virtual spaces for art and artists and, um, you know, a monetization factor as well, of course. Um, and like, you know, a DAO structure, you know, these are all things that just need to be um, answered over time. But I'm kind of the only person in that sort of group with, you know, much sort of practical knowledge of Web3. So I'm also sort of uh, getting in contact with some developers so that we'll be uh, able okay. to do those things when the time comes. Ah, interesting. Usually, you know, DAOs and that sort of thing. I, I mean, it's the first time I've heard of a DAO where most of the members don't have Web3 knowledge, yeah. you know, and it's sort yeah. of, yeah, you're, you're actually, kind of yeah, I haven't uh, ushering them into yeah, the space. It'll be very difficult for, I haven't approached that subject yet. I don't think they know that that model exists. Maybe they do. But, um, but we actually had an interesting discussion today about, like, we don't need to really even mention like web3 or nfts or anything like that in the work that we're doing right now like there are so many access points to web3 right now that we kind of feel like these things will just they'll stop being 
you know, uh, part of the terminology, you know, like, yeah, well, that's exactly, that's just the most to, important part yeah. of, of onboarding, yeah. right? Yeah. I think we um, talk about, sorry, that, I didn't yeah. mean to talk over you. No. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about that heaps. Is that like, it's like uh, TCP IP, yeah, exactly. right? In, the, yeah, in web exactly. one, it's like, you know, people just stop talking about that because browsers yeah. happened and suddenly you don't need to know that shit. It just works. Mm. That's the same thing's going to happen for web three. Right. We just need the infrastructure there for it to be accessible. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. These, these terms will become things of the past in the common zeitgeist. Very true. Very, that's awesome. Mm. Um, thank you, sir. And like, we'll definitely want to have you on again and you can update us on all your projects. Yeah. Is there somewhere we can, where the listeners can check out your, the stuff you're working on? Uh, yeah, or? so I guess, um, we can chuck it in the YouTube yeah, description. Yeah, I don't use Down the there. traditional social media as much, but um, I do try tend to collect things that are happening on uh, my website. So I, the the Web three handle, I guess, is zero uh, x transient. Um, so there's a mm -hmm. web page which is zero x transient dot x y z or x y z, and um, and yeah, so that's where most of the stuff. Uh, is and will continue to be uh, previewed probably, but I'd love to be on. And next time, I'm gonna have my own own avatar, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Oh, awesome! That would be so cool if you came yes. on with your own avatar. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> we've been we've been talking about us all yes. making our own avatars, but just yeah. in like you know one of those. Uh, oh, Vroid. That's how I made this one. Yeah, the one VTubers use. You know, not like a properly mm -hmm. modeled one. Eventually, we'd love to have the show done in Unreal yeah, Engine with our plutonians yeah. character models but i mean that's probably is there and it sounds very technical <laughs> there's definitely like we could definitely do that if everyone was in the same place right but yeah doing it online is yeah like, we'd need mocap yeah. suits and stuff yeah. as well it'd wow. be very yeah. this is good because we can have guests so easy though exactly that's the benefit yeah 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 this is this to be honest that sounds like a lot of work i just want to i just want our plutonians characters to be avatars. i tried doing it but i'm not that knowledgeable of of, yeah, those, those like, models are pretty. Yeah, they're hectic. They're so good. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. You'll see them soon, public. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I thought let uh, we can probably wrap up for today because we've been going about an hour, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, but um, mm -hmm. instead of tarot cards, I did get a magic eight Yay! ball. So, um, did we want to ask the magic eight ball a question, but to end on? Sure. Should I buy one of Hunter Biden's <laughs> NFTs? Okay. Let's have a look. My sources say no. <laughs> I, I think that's an accurate read. <laughs> Who are you consulting, Paul? Wow. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I was kind of going to go along those lines anyway, but thanks for confirming this before. All right. Um, well, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Boaz, for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Boaz. All right. Thanks, guys. Yay. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> so, good work, guys. I'm just going to stop recording.